0: Hi, and welcome to The Flow, presented by HeroX, a female-focused extension of Hemophilia Ontario, a not-for-profit dedicated to supporting the lives of those living with inherited bleeding disorders. I'm Natalie Filbert. And I'm Amy Griffith, and we're here to help lead the revolution for women's bleeding disorder care. A note before we begin that this is a safe place for anyone who finds value in the content, regardless of their gender identity or their reason for being here. Okay. And welcome to this episode of The Flow. I'm very excited to welcome our guest, Hannah. Hannah is a 16-year-old adolescent living with a bleeding disorder. So
1: welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This has been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So
0: why don't we start with Just a question about remaining anonymous.
1: Why did you choose to remain anonymous today? I think that my story to me is so personal and I decided to remain anonymous because I do want to share my story and help other teens, but I want to do it in a way where I feel like my privacy is respected and I can share more because I know that my identity is is just for me and I'm doing this for other people. Thank you. And thanks again for being
0: here. I think it will mean a lot to others, 16 year olds or teens to hear a story and be able to relate to that. And I think everybody can relate who maybe has a bleeding disorder to wanting in some ways to protect their personal privacy, but still share a story that's meaningful to others. So thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. So maybe let's begin by telling me what is your bleeding disorder diagnosis?
1: I have vulnerable brands and I have type 2. Okay, thanks. And when and how were you diagnosed? Well, I was diagnosed as soon as I was born because I have two older brothers and my dad who all have vulnerable brands type 2. So they knew to test me for it, but they found it in my dad when my mom was actually studying in med school and they started teaching about bleeding disorders and the symptoms that they were explaining were very similar to stuff that my dad was dealing with at the time. And my mom asked him to get tested and it turned out that he did have von Willebrand, and no one in his family knew it's obviously genetic. So they all got tested and figured that out, but yeah, so that's how they figured out that my dad had it and his whole family and it was passed down to me and my two brothers. It's such
0: an amazing piece of information, I think, because so often we hear that primary care providers can miss diagnosis. And I, I just think that it's so wonderful that your mom caught that and actually advocated for your dad to get tested. And then that information was shared with his family. And then how nice for you and your family to start out at least knowing that this diagnosis was there and, and maybe what to do, how to treat, how to, how to live with that and, and just have that information. I, I think that's a really remarkable story.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm especially grateful to it because when I started to have issues and when my journey like started to progress, we knew mostly where it was coming from. So it made finding a solution for me a lot easier which was definitely a benefit that many people don't have so you had already knew that you had
0: this bleeding disorder so can you think of a time where maybe an issue came up and even with bleeding and you thought okay we know this is the bleeding disorder so we know what to do with this like maybe a first time at something
1: right so I was out one time, and it was at the beginning where I just started menstruating, and I didn't really know what was going on. It was very unusual, and what had happened was really surprising to me. And I was, it was really heavy, and I was shocked. But I came home that night, and my mom had known right away to give me tranexamic acid because it had already been given to my brothers and to me for previous stuff like really bad bruises, and it was written on our medical alerts and et cetera. So that was something that I feel like was towards the beginning before I had found a real solution that I only got the benefit of solving that issue because I already knew my diagnosis. That's a great example
0: because I think I have heard from others that that first menstruation can be very intense for some Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: having that knowledge ahead of time sounds like it was really helpful.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was very beneficial.
0: Wonderful. And what have been some of your experiences that you could share with our listeners about living with a bleeding disorder as an
1: adolescent? I've actually, I found it quite hard being a teenager with a bleeding disorder because you're always surrounded by a lot of people who really don't understand what you're going through, even if they try to, It's not something you really know until you experience it. And this kind of issue with menstruation is not really discussed, especially with a bleeding disorder. It's so minute in our society that it's not well known. So like, as an example, one of the things that I experienced that I was really upset about was that I was in gym class and I really was not feeling well because it was a really heavy day for me and I could not participate. I was in really bad pain and my teacher Looked at me and she said, I'm a phys ed teacher and I know that exercise always makes menstruation better. So stop using that excuse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I even explained to her how my situation was unique and that that mindset didn't apply to me, but it did not seem to shift her perspective. And I was really shocked and disappointed that the woman who was responsible for teaching young girls about how people's bodies react differently to menstruation and puberty. Didn't even know what I had going on and didn't respect what I wanted or the boundaries that I that I felt like I needed to put up because of my bleeding disorder. And she was willing to dismiss my issue. And that was just a time where it was just mind my mind was open to the fact that this issue was it's so small for people that don't know about it and it really deeply affects people. And I think it should be more well-known and more people should, it should be educated to more people. So stuff like this doesn't happen.
0: And did the school know that you had a bleeding disorder?
1: Yeah, I had, I had, I told my teacher and she had known because it was really bad at a point for me that I had to take time off from school. Mm -hmm. And I specifically reached out to her thinking that she would be a teacher that I could lean on for support because of the class that she teaches. She teaches health class. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that was, I was really sad to see that that was not the case. I'm sorry that that happened because that must've been
0: very shocking and very disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it really was you really do expect a little bit more support, especially when you've clearly articulated what your situation is. And this teacher had known ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Any other experiences that you've encountered that you, that of living with a bleeding disorder that comes to mind for you, that's maybe a bit unique or from, from others without a bleeding disorder.
1: Well, actually I did have a, positive experience with one of my teachers i was like i said i was dealing with a really difficult time and my school was quad mestred, which meant that our classes were in two hour shifts so there was at the beginning of the year i asked the teacher to go to the bathroom every day because we had the same class every day for two hours and as someone who was mentioning i couldn't sit in that class for two hours without being worried and not going to the washroom so he got frustrated with me and he thought I was bored, disrespectful because I kept leaving the class and I apparently wasn't paying attention, but that really wasn't the case. And I did reach out to him with the help of my mom and I explained my situation. And however hard that was to open up to my teacher, it really was beneficial to me because. He understood from that point on, and he was very respectful and very kind of what I needed. And and he tried his best to be accommodating, even though it wasn't something he could fully comprehend because he doesn't menstruate and he doesn't understand the implications of the bleeding disorder that I have. Right, right. It's nice that you had another experience
0: where at least if he couldn't understand, he was willing to be supportive of that. Right. Yeah. Like to counteract to counteract the bad. Yes, yes, exactly. It's nice to have a little bit of a balance there. Yeah. And what about with friends? Where you have you been able to share your experiences
1: with friends? Do friends understand? I think friends try their best, but definitely my closest friends know because it is a health concern. So God forbid anything happens to me, they will know what to say because It's obviously having bleeding disorder spans further than just menstruation issues, but it definitely is really hard opening up to people. Some people think it's weird and they don't know how to react or what to say, but I'm really lucky where I found friends that really do their best to support me and to help me and just try their best to understand. So especially during the time where I wasn't in school, I had to explain to my friends why I wasn't there. And some really stepped up and took that as an opportunity to really help me out with my workload and give me all the support they could. And I definitely appreciated that. And I felt very supported and heard.
0: Mm, That's wonderful. Wonderful. And I think it sounds so beneficial to have almost that core group that really is there to help support, even if they can't understand, help mm-hmm. out when they can. And I like what you pointed out, even that you've equipped them with how to help if something were to happen, that you would need their assistance. Yeah. Right? And I, I think that's, I think that's really neat. How, so did you just sort of walk them through? Here's what you do? How, how did you know how to
1: do that? So I explained to them what my medical alert meant. Um, and I also do have a factor first card in my backpack that the hospital has given to me that just explains more in detail about my condition and treatment and et cetera. So my really close friends know where that is, but I more just knew because I could tell that this, for me, this isn't an issue that I wanted to take lightly. And if something happened, I wanted to know that, I was prepared and I prepared the people in my surroundings to properly get me the help that I needed.
0: Such great advice in terms of having those core friends know what the medical alert means, where is it
1: located? Because there's so many now and they go in different places. Right. And I actually, I really do love my medical alert because it's hidden on my bracelet. So it looks like a regular piece of jewelry with a nice engraving. And I think that even if you don't want people to know what you have going on, it's still best to equip yourself. So getting a medical was kind of my first step because a lot of people don't even notice it, which I think is great that you have it on yourself for protection and it's more something that you can do just for yourself. Right. Right. That's great.
0: And have you, used any apps around tracking um, menstruation i know for example there was a new app that just came out called we thrive that is actually specific for adolescents with bleeding disorders like have you ever tried i know years ago there was the suggestion of carrying around i think they called it a period journal years and years ago but of course we've gone away from paper Journals in this way. Have you tried any of the apps out there that help track or?
1: Yeah, I actually really liked the health app, just the regular health app that comes with your Apple phone. Okay. And, and I tracked, it's really easy for me because you can track your medications in it as well as your menstruation. So if you bled or spotted, and if it was light, heavy, or medium, and your symptoms that you experienced that day, and it gives you a really big variety, which I really appreciated, And you can just check them off, which is nice, fast, and easy. And it stores them up for you. And I really did like that. I did also try, was it called Flow? I think so. I think so. I did try that one, but I didn't enjoy it as much. And I found that there was just too much going on in that app for me. But the really important details that I would get from doctors or specific from that day would go in a note that I had titled a special info about me. <laughs> and did you find it
0: easier when you were going to your appointments to just kind of have that information ready? Uh,
1: definitely because they obviously ask you how long you've been bleeding and what, like, what severity your bleeding is. And I found it really easy to have it on hand so we could just cut straight to the chase. And also writing down solutions and what I should be doing was really helpful. And also just to look back on that, if I ever need any comfort, it really helps me know that if something goes wrong again, I know what to do. And I had the support to know what to do. So that was all really helpful. Actually, I did find it helpful. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, great. That's good to know, because I think others maybe sometimes wonder like how how will I keep track of this? Is it even worth it? Where do I keep track of this? Does it make a difference once I get to the doctor? Definitely makes a
1: difference and it's definitely worth it.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. So
1: what would you want others your age to know? I think it's really important to understand that even though to others, they may think the topic is taboo and we shouldn't talk about it, especially in the settings that teens find ourselves in, surrounded by people who you may think are judging you. Trust me when I say I know what it feels like. And just because it's not spoken about, it doesn't mean you're the only one who's experiencing it. And maybe you sharing your story could help someone else, just like I'm trying to do. And if you're listening to this, you should know that you're much luckier than I was because HeroWix is such a great resource. And I really found it late in my journey. And I wished I found it earlier because there's just amazing things that can help you feel less alone. And even now that I know this portal exists for women and girls like me, I feel so much better. And I feel like everything is just getting better for women and for people who menstruate with similar issues. And I think that's just so important that things only go up from here and the support continues. So even if you are struggling Everyone around you is working to make it better for you.
0: Thank you so much. Such good advice in terms of passing on and sharing all of these things with others that might be listening. I think it really does make a difference when we share our stories. It makes others feel they're not alone. It makes others go, yeah, I know what that feels like. It happens to me. So I think Mm -hmm. it's just wonderful that you came on today to share some of your story, share some of your experiences and and really be a part of that. So thank you so much. Is there anything else before we end today that you would like listeners
1: to know? I mean, even if you can't find someone in your school that or your friends that can help or support you, there is Heroics, there are doctors, there are parents who hopefully can be there for you to lean on and get support. So there will always be someone there for you. And I think that's just so important to remember, someone who will do anything they can to understand and help you. So it's important not to forget that.
0: Well, I really want to thank you for joining me today and sharing all of this really valuable experience that you have literally experienced and and that you were willing to come on and share and, and be so vulnerable in that space because All of the things that you said earlier that sometimes it's not received well. People don't understand. Sometimes the experiences don't go as well as we hope they would. So I just think it was very brave and I thank you for being willing to share your experiences so that others can feel that sense of not being alone and have that similar
1: understanding. So a big, big, huge thanks to you for joining me today. Yes. And thank you for providing me with this space where I feel safe enough to do that. So that's also right back at you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been wonderful having you. Yes. Thank you so much.
0: The Flow is presented by HeroX, a female-focused extension of Hemophilia Ontario, a not-for-profit dedicated to supporting the lives of those living with inherited bleeding disorders in partnership with funding by Octopharma. Find us online at www.heroix.ca. That's www.h-e-r-o-i-x-x.ca for resources, research, and support from our community. Listen, subscribe, and leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.